Good morning, listeners. My name is Patrick Shanigant, and you are listening to Ornithology Weekly on CDC Radio 1. The latest bird news, facts, and findings every Saturday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. But before you listen, there's something I'd like you to hear. You just heard the delightful drumming and the wonderful warbling of the pileated woodpecker. This is a large, beautiful bird that has a very distinct red cap to its head and a white stripe that runs down its neck. It feeds by boring into trees with its beak to get at the juicy wood grubs. The drumming sound caused by the pecking of the woodpecker is very loud and is used as a means of communication as well. This lovely bird is, in more ways than one, always striking. The scientific name for the pileated woodpecker is Drycopus pileatus. Drycopus means pileated, and pileatus means woodpecker. Just last week, I was up at 6 a.m. feeding my llamas when I heard the distinctive drumming of a woodpecker. I followed the sound to the edge of my property to where the magnificent bird was perched on a branch that hangs over my fence. This branch has been a real problem. The tree is on my neighbor's property, but the branch hangs over mine. Not only does the branch threaten to fall onto my fence, but when I'm sitting in my gazebo, it blocks my view of the ocean. I took several lovely photos of my new pileated pal, and a few more photos of the encroaching tree branch. I'm still waiting for the film to get developed, but when it is, I will be posting my photos on the bulletin board at the public library, and I'll be sending the branch photos to the bylaw officer as I build my case for legal action. It is thought that up to 60% of the diet of the pileated woodpecker is carpenter ants. Another reason why it's nice to have a woodpecker around. I once had a carpenter ant problem, and a friend recommended that I hire an exterminator, but I just couldn't bear the thought of harming nature. The carpenter ants were reclaiming what was rightfully theirs, after all. So I decided to live with the ants. It was fine at first, but once, while I was having tea, one of the majestic beams holding up my vaulted ceilings fell on my harpsichord. I finally relented and agreed to have the exterminator assess the situation. When he arrived at the house, he tested the walls. When he completed his assessment, he screamed that we needed to get out of the house right now. And so we did. He managed to exterminate the insects, and a human carpenter fixed the structural stability. From now on, I don't allow any ants into my house. Not even my father's sister. She's been banned from my property ever since she made that little comment at Christmas dinner in 1989. 
The pileated woodpecker makes a nest by carving a hollow in a tree, or sometimes even a telephone pole. These birds are large and powerful and can do real damage to wooden structures. I'm hoping that one day one of these magnificent birds will destroy that branch that is leaning over my fence onto my property. But if they don't, I certainly will because it is ruining my life. My guest this week has just finished writing a book on the pileated woodpecker and is a guest lecturer at the University of Victoria and the University of British Columbia. She also happens to be my neighbor. It's so nice to welcome Dr. Evelyn Crabtree back to the studio. Thanks for being here, Doctor. Thanks for having me, Patrick. What inspired you to write about the pileated woodpecker? Well, there have been many books written about this bird. It's very popular and has a wide-ranging territory, so many people are familiar with it. Much of the research done, however, was limited by the technology of the time. With modern GPS and smart tracking, we were able to study individual woodpeckers much more closely. Did you see the woodpecker that was in my yard last week? Oh yes, it was sitting on my tree. That was a nice, healthy woodpecker. It's nice to see that they are starting to recover from that deforestation that happened in the 20th century. Yes, it was in your tree, but did you notice how the branch from your tree invades my property? Not really. In fact, I'm pretty sure you built your fence on my property, but I don't mind because we're such good friends. Of course, such good friends. We should have tea in my gazebo soon. It's impossible to see the ocean now because my yard is mostly branch, but I'm sure we can work around it. I would trim the branch, but I don't want to harm the tree. I want to leave it to nature. Maybe carpenter ants will eat it like they ate your house. <laughs> yes, it would be a shame if something happened to that branch. It's not like they grow on trees. <laughs> you are too much, Patrick. What were some new things you learned about the pileated woodpecker during your research? I learned that this particular species of the woodpecker drums in 6-8 time, 75% of the time. Oh, like a jig. Precisely. That is fascinating. How did you discover that? Well, one of my grad students, in addition to majoring in ornithology, plays the bassoon with the university orchestra. What a talented person. Oh yes, I am sure she is going to have a successful and lucrative career as an ornithologist that plays the bassoon. I love the bassoon. It has such an earthy sound. It calms me down when I think about certain things that really upset me, like my property line being infringed upon. We also learned that the pileated woodpecker's population has rebounded even more than we thought. We could use facial recognition software to tell the birds apart. Oh, that's so cool. Where did you get that new tech? It's software that's normally used to identify dissidents in China. Interesting. What's the name of your new book? It's called Pileated World, Pileated Bird, the Pileated Woodpecker. It will be available at the UVic and UBC bookstores this fall. Well, that's it for the show. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy bird day.